Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Line. If you're new here, Cut the Line is one of the original shows of the Yellow Vine Network that explores several diverse topics such as today's. I'm Ahmed and I'm joined by Ali, who is the founder and manager of the Yellow Vine Network. He oversees everything that goes on in the network, so we're really happy that you're here with us, Ali. Hi. Hey Ahmed, thank you very much for having me. It's honestly a pleasure to be here. Uh, to talk about this topic, really, because I've been interested in this topic for such a long time, you can't imagine. Yeah. And thank you for the short biography as well. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you for having me in the network. All right. So I, I want to preface this episode by saying uh, that all of this episode is based on our own personal opinions, and we're not here to attack anyone or target anyone so just that in mind that's just a precaution and like a preface yeah i have a question for you sure um how many years of schooling did you do total before uni well just like a lot of other people on this planet i've had 14 years of school oh yeah yeah exactly so and how many of that do you think were exactly how you would have liked it to be i would say none to be quite honest yeah that's the sad truth because this system the education system no matter what because there are different types of education available here in kurdistan but the yeah. system is still not quite it still does not work well for us. Yeah, exactly. It's not a representation of the person's work ethic or of the person's talents. Yeah. It really just sh shows a test score on a paper. And that's the only proof and the only thing that you need to move on from your schooling and enter higher education. Well, the thing is, Ahmed, I believe that the education systems that are available at the moment are very outdated it's not suitable for the current generation and yeah i think there should be an educational reform which is going to be today's episode we're going to talk about educational reform in details but before we begin uh discussing our views and our suggestions and all of that we should define what educational reform is yeah so educational reform is basically a way of changing the educational system, the public education system, and making it better. It's a goal. It's something we look forward to, or it's something that we all hope will happen soon. Because honestly, the only way to impact future lives and the only way to make sure that our future will be stable and the, our future leaders and presidents and everyone will come from a good educational background is through educational reform because education builds people. It creates lives. It changes lives, really. Exactly, yeah. So we need to restructure the educational system. But before we get into that, we, let's talk about the current educational system and how many different types there are. So there are three main types, right? 
Well, it depends on the region or nation you're talking about. Obviously, uh, all nations have their own specific education system. But in this episode or in this particular segment, I'm going to talk about the Kurdish education systems in details. So the schools that we have in Kurdistan or the major education systems uh, available at the Kurdistan region are the public school systems, the private school systems, and the international school systems. The public school systems uh, are usually subjects, both scientific and humanities subjects that are taught in the Kurdish language, mostly. And we also have the private school systems, which include, again, the national system, but it's taught in the English language, usually. And finally, we have the international school systems, which, well, depending on the school itself, they all abide either by the American or by the British system. Uh, now that we have discussed the three major types of education systems that are currently available in the Kurdistan region, let us uh, determine the pros and cons in each respective system. So I would like to begin with the public school education system. What would you say are the pros? Uh, the pros of the public school education system is that uh, you get to sit uh, leaving examination, the baccalaureate, at the end of at your final year and you basically get put into whatever uni based on how well you did on that exam uh, so if you do good then you are going to go to wherever you have chosen to go to so no one can take away your good marks from you that sorry uh this includes public and private school systems yeah because uh, these two systems will take the Wizari test, what we call the Wizari test, which is the national examination for... Yeah. Uh, it's basically a college entrance exam, if you think of it that way. The older name for it was the baccalaureate. Like, yeah. It's like the French name. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so basically, yeah, this includes both of That's the pros of both. Mm. But the cons is that it you're only judged based on that, those few exams you're not judged based on your talents you're not judged based on your abilities you're not judged based on your motivation to study a certain subject it's just you're judged based on a, a number on a piece of paper this is one of the aspects regarding the pros and cons of both the public and the private education systems here in the region uh, i would like to focus on other aspects too actually one which is i would say slightly controversial would be that students that have come from public and private school systems are, I would say, less stressed, you know? They are less stressed compared to students that have come from international school systems. What I mean by that is uh, students that have come from the public and uh, private school systems, they weren't really stressed with uh, studying too much throughout the 12 years. It's only at the 12th year in which the students are stressed. However, uh, the stress at international school systems, it's always been there. You always have that stress ever since you're a child. That is actually true, yeah. But the thing with international systems is that even then, your marks are only counted from like grade nine, nine, nine 10, 11, 12. So that's where the stress begins, really, for so many people, because so many people take it easy until they find out, oh, this is the real world real life situation well this will take me to university so that's when they begin studying 
which yeah that is a very i don't think that's a pro i think that's a really bad side because we're we're studying for marks we're not studying for learning what i'm saying is that we should be studying for the purpose of learning not for the purpose of doing well on a test yes tests are important we need to do well on them it's what the tests determine our careers you know Mm. but we need to like I believe that students should always keep a good record of their grades. Like, there shouldn't be a huge jump between their previous years and then their final year. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone should study for the purpose of education first, then go on to the test side and the grade and scoring aspect. Yeah. The thing is, to begin with, we don't even need to have that stress. The stress is unnecessary because uh, these uh, education systems were not structured to consider the mental health of students themselves. So no matter the system, whether it's public, private, or international, students will still be stressed somehow. Whether it would be only in one year, in two years, or 12 years, uh, it's still not good, mentally speaking. Yeah, but... I think we've reached a state where stress is very nor- stress is a very normal part of growing up mm. especially of the teenage years. I feel like it's just stress stressful situation after stressful situation. It's a non-ending cycle and everything is just so big to you in that in those years you just feel like your whole entire world is just being 15, you know? To be honest, I condemn normalizing stress because I have read through the effects of stress, both in your physical health and in your mental health. Yeah, stress is not good. It's not good. But that's why I said it. Like, we've kind of normalized it. It's just become a normal part of the... It's a routine. It's not a routine thing. It's a routine feeling. Yeah. We feel it every hour. But the the stress that comes with Wizari, especially that final year where... Literally, literally, everyone says they're like, oh, that person got a perfect score from grade one till grade 11, but couldn't get through grade 12. Like there are countless stories about people who were the top of their class all their school years. Then they became grade 12. They couldn't get a mark. And then they became the topic of conversation for everyone. So the stress that students feel in the senior year in the public and private schools in the baccalaureate wizari system is insane because nothing nothing no past experience no past grade or score or ranking will determine how well you're gonna do in your wizaris there isn't something you can do that will guarantee you a good wizari mark it's literally up to fate like i don't i don't know i don't know any other way to describe it other than fate or luck which is too unfortunate to be honest because imagine yeah imagine a student that has tried so hard throughout their life to achieve what they've always wanted to achieve and in the end they don't achieve what they've always dreamt of exactly it's literally it's a nightmare but i like i've had so many friends who are so talented who are such bright such smart students 
but they didn't get what they wanted in grade 12. And thankfully, thankfully, thank God, a gap year is allowed because before, before, like, I don't know, like in 15 years ago, I've heard that even gap years were not even possible. Like you would sit your residuals once and that's it. You can't take a gap year if you don't like your mark. So you were forced to go to a university, but now thank God gap years are possible. So yeah, that was my point that I know so many people who didn't get what they deserved. And I don't know what's the, what's the cause of this, but I do know that if the system was different, they wouldn't have gone through all of those terrible things they went through. Yeah. And from what I've heard, uh, Wizadi exams back then were very difficult. True. Yeah, it was writing. It was writing essay based. It was not a multiple choice. It was not standardized. It was so they would grade it by hand and like check questions. And there were all there was all, there always was a problem with the English system because it was like translated. Yeah. So yeah, it was more difficult. But you really can't compare because nowadays more detailed questions come back. But still, even the detailed questions are kind of clear because there are so many question banks and study guides. So it's a complicated thing. Don't yeah. you think don't you think an essay based question would be better than multiple choice questions? For sure. Listen, two aspects. One for sure would because it's for example, especially for the humanities, like humanities subjects like Kurdish, Arabic and English. You need to write an essay for those subjects. Like, how are you going to do a language class without any writing assignment, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, you need it. But on, the, on another side, there were too much human error while grading those papers. I have heard countless stories of people getting a mark just because their paper was misplaced or their paper was mislabeled as someone else's paper the human error that there was in those exams when they graded those exams by hand question by question line by line was insane there were way too many errors but now since it's standardized it's like the bubble sheet you know the yeah. it's like the scanner uh grades it all so and in the end when you get your actual scores you actually there's a website you can literally write your code on it and it will literally show you your exam paper and question by question literally will count it for you what you have a mistake in so this is more fair because there is no error if there is error you can literally you can literally uh, go and tell them and they will they will fix it like i'm so glad about this but back then the only thing that they would fix is they would like check this check the summation of the scores and that's it. Like, even if it was graded wrongly, even if a question was correct, but they counted it as counted it as incorrect, you would still get an incorrect answer. Yeah. What about another aspect? Uh, let's focus more on the international school systems. The thing is, with that particular system, the system is not that different from both public or private. Let's be honest. Like, most of the subjects are the same. Uh, the ideas are the same. Among the three systems, they're all fairly similar, to be honest. But uh, international students or students that have come from the international school systems or are part of the international school systems, I would say they're somewhat more privileged compared to the other two uh, school systems because 
of their campus, their vicinity. You know, it's mm. a lot different. The facilities, the equipment, yeah. the opportunities, the diplomas, you know, the recognition, the accreditation. Yeah, it's, it is different, of course. They, they have more opportunities to go abroad because they don't need to go through an equalization process that much since they're already an international school. Uh, yeah, it is it is very different. Yeah, but I think in the end, it really, rely, it really just comes back to the student's uh, will and the student's, like, dedication, you know? Yeah, their commit commitment. Commitment, dedication, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why I think uh, wherever a student is, whether it's in a public school, a private school, or an international school, they will end up studying a degree that they want to study. It's literally, I think that's, I believe that with all my heart, because it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who's behind you. It doesn't matter what's going on. If you're passionate about something and you give it your full energy and you work hard and you make sure you master it, then you will get what you want. Maybe not directly, but you will in some sort of other way uh, through other options. Yeah, I would say this is uh, it regarding the pros and cons of the current education systems uh, found here in the Kurdistan region. Of course, there's a lot more, but uh, we cannot really address the endless amounts of pros and cons. And we can only speak from experience, you know? We've only experienced... Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think... I suggest we focus on education systems in general, not just the Kurdistan yeah. region for now. What would you improve uh, from the current education systems, especially when it comes to the testing aspect? Although I believe we've addressed most of the points. I will cover like I will cover points again. There will be some sort of repeats, but still, I think the educational system should be learning centered. It should not revolve around tests. Although tests are a very they're a key component to making sure a student has learned this or not to making sh to make sure the student proceeds to the next academic stage or not mm. but they are, as important as they are i think that tests should be done but they should be like the results should be hidden why because teachers should care about a student learning over a test score i still remember when like literally I when I was in a class and basically the teachers would literally only judge you based on your test score if you were very active if you knew if you always raised your hand on any or for every question on every subject but if you got a if you were just great and if but if you got a low test score then you literally didn't matter because your worth was related to that test score i think tests should be standardized and they should be kept hidden so that students like there should be pass fail there shouldn't be specific their specific grades should not be given or at least make it a b c d make it that you know letter scale yeah like so that it decreases that sort of competition that exists in in those educational institutes you know the thing is i agree with most of the things you've said but uh there's one particular point that i disagree with and that is the pass-fail situation. I agree with having letters replace numbers. I, I agree with that. And uh, several systems here in the region do abide by that, actually. Yeah. Uh, but but the pass-fail, I don't agree with it because 
you know, a student can get a 60 and a, another student can get a 90 and they're both considered as pass. So maybe uh, if it just says pass for the teacher and the student themselves can check that, let's say they've gotten a 60 or a 90 so that they know in what aspect they should improve at. Because if they're just told that they've passed or failed, they're not going to take the subject seriously anymore. They'll be like, oh, wow, I passed. It doesn't matter now. You know, that does like that does create a very very good and valid point but it does take away the competition part and all of that stress that comes along with learning people are nowadays like especially as i said like people who want like high top uh top places and rankings they often go to towards testing for a score rather than learning which results in just not a, it, i don't think that should be what our education system should stand for yeah you know because we learn these subjects because we learn these all these topics from ranging from mathematics to history to literally sciences to the social sciences to everything we study all of these things in school because they are really really important and detrimental like they are really important to our health and we to our growth sorry they're really really important to our growth yeah because when we grow up like especially our brain when it develops we need that sort of mathematics to keep our critical thinking intact we need that sort of problem solving skills for to learn to acquire to grow and to be to actually be a functioning adult we need those humanities and history to learn from our history we need all of these poems and all of this literature that we study to have that creative part of our brain engaged. Yeah. So I think learning should be above every other aspect of the educational system. So basically, if we paraphrase what you just said, uh, so it's not just about the test, it's about learning. Yes. Okay, that, that is a very be. good point. Well, it should it be, should... but let's be honest, 90% of schools promote the idea of doing well in the test rather than the other aspects that we just mentioned. I don't think it's 90. I think it's 100. <laughs> like, sadly. Probably, yeah. Literally, it's not 90. It's, <laughs> I guess what you meant was like most because you didn't want to generalize. But honestly, if you have a bad score and if, you're a if, you're a, if you have terrible scores, but you're a great student, then you're still not going to be looked at the same, you know? Yeah. Uh, enough about uh, the testing aspect of, you know, improving the education systems. Let's talk about the tools that we can use. Okay. So basically, I think um, tools are an important addition to our, uh, like, classrooms and our schools. Like, like the tech and the teaching styles and the teaching methods and the interactive models that could be used for learning like practical or like practical based learning but i think there were some sort of like things related to the constitution of the education system that needed to be changed first so tools are important but i think we need to change so many other things before we reach before we change tools but um Tools, the reason tools are important is because we have so many different types of learners. Like we have auditory learners, visual learners, kinesthetic learners, people who like read or write 
that's how they learn. So, so many things that could be implemented in a classroom, like, you know, smart boards, even though that's kind of too common nowadays, like, so many, so many schools have started, especially with the private schools, so many schools have started using smart boards and uh, interactive models could be used uh, instead of like watching a video uh, to learn a certain topic. It, they are really important, but uh, as I said, other things should be covered first. Well, I disagree, actually. It's the small things that count. And yeah, tools aren't that big of a deal, to be quite honest, but it's still important to rely on, well, not extensively rely on technology, but just, you know, the thing is, a lot of people disagree with using tablets instead of books, like physical books. Um, I think everyone's different, so... Well, the thing is, at this point, whether you like using physical books or digital books, the world is slowly evolving to a digital uh, version, I would say, of books. So yeah, you should adapt to this new environment, just like how we've adapted in the past. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So many new technology could be implemented in schools. Another important aspect of improving the education systems would be the design of the campus actually this is this is a unique part not a lot of people tend to talk about this aspect of education yeah but the design of the schools the vicinity the student will be staying at for such a long time will you know it's 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 really important you can't ignore the importance of design uh we will discuss the design of uh, such schools later in upcoming episodes but for now we just want to address the importance of an effective design for a school uh the final point that we would like to talk about regarding improving the education systems would be the schedules the timing you know again all these little details so what are your comments on that ahmed yeah i think uh students should arrive in school early like either to have a breakfast there or just to show socialize until classes start but i think classes should start not the regular 8 30 or 9 i think it should be much later up, up until like 10 because that's the optimum learning time students have woken up a bit maybe they've had a little bit of physical exercise they've talked they've had their chit chat they've socialized you know now they're like more in a mood to kind of learn they ha they're not all grumpy from waking up too early from pulling an all-nighter or something like that. Uh, so I think classes should start later and students should go home later. But long breaks should be incorporated in between classes, like the regular public school breaks right now is a total, a total of 25 minutes per day. I think that's literally not enough, even though, yes, they do get home very early, but I think it's better if the breaks are in between classes, the breaks between classes, if the breaks between classes are more, then the students actually absorb the material more and actually will be more rested to uh, continue further with learning rather than if the breaks are little, they will be just looking forward to the next break, which is like 10 minutes. Then they'll be looking forward to the last period, which is which ends, then they can finally go home, you know? It will be just looking forward to going home because you're so tired from having no breaks. But I think study periods, uh, let me make my point. I think study periods are really important because students have 
so much work to do when they go home, especially in my experience. I had so much, the workload was insane. So I think study periods should be incorporated in between the day where like students have an hour of time to sit in a library or sit somewhere where they actually get to do some of their work. Like it doesn't matter how much, but just like any amount is still good. Like so that th when they go home, they don't have as much work to do and they have some time to breathe and live and go out and socialize and be with their families and be with other friends and family friends so that they get to live their life so that their whole life just doesn't just doesn't consist of a cycle of going to school coming home studying going to school coming home studying it's just an endless cycle so basically you're saying that uh it's better if we have longer school hours with more breaks incorporated into the uh, into the schedule basically yeah you see i completely disagree with you and let me explain why. Uh, I would rather have a shorter school hour and go back home as quickly as possible because, because of how poor the current education system is. The, you know, the stress it has caused and how bored it made me feel around school or yeah. during school time, I would say, has caused me to develop a mentality of me saying, all right, I have one hour left till I go home. I have 30 minutes. I have five minutes. Finally, I'm not going to see them until tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. You make a really, really good point. The thing is, sorry, let me continue. The thing is, if, if we do Im implement most of the things uh, we've stated throughout the podcast, I, I would say that in a way, I would be more excited to learn than just go there or feel like I'm forced to go to school, like how it is at this particular moment. Exactly. When I said longer school hours, I did not mean with the current system, but literally some people will take that out of context out of context and be like, oh, yeah, let's increase the school hours. But no, I did not mean that. Yeah, literally. No, I just meant that if the facilities were provided, if the system was great, if we had elective classes, we could pick classes by ourselves and we do the requirements, but then we have our own extracurricular activities. We have like student clubs and some things to increase like, you know, yeah. student engagement and student activity. Then in that case, yes, after school hours should be added in this. Yes, in that case, study halls and study periods should be added. Not with the current system, how it is like, imagine going through seven, four... Seven periods each 45 minutes then still staying to do work i don't think that's kind of efficient because you're so tired after having no breaks imagine just like staying home for staying in school being forced to stay in school for another hour to just sit that's just too tiresome you know but if the the methods of learning and the facilities and the schedules and everything was different then i really do believe for longer school hours so that people have so that people dedicate home to rest and school to work. I believe in that. I personally believe in that so much. You should work at home too, like, you know, to further your own self, but you shouldn't be forced to work at home. I, I agree. Uh, the thing is, I just, I feel like it's impossible to implement the ideal situations. Literally. It's I so impossible. I, it, it just feels this way, unfortunately. So complicated. But yeah. Uh, hopefully someone will have the audacity to change the education system and implement most of the uh, possible ideas we have discussed throughout the episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, and good ideas don't end here. There are so many better things, better inspiration to get from. Like, there's experiences. Actually, I think experience is the best thing. Like, if you take from people's experience, talk, listen to people, hear them out, and speak to what they experience, I think that's the only way we can actually grow and we can actually become better. The thing is, uh, you have to understand that in this situation we are at. You know, considering that we are recording a podcast and all of that, yeah, uh, we can't really think of you know every single good idea possible. Exactly, um, yeah. our shows are not scripted, as evident as it is right now. Uh, yeah, so so we we won't have every single uh, good idea. You can formulate your own. There are millions of great ideas that we couldn't have you know thought of and most likely while i release this episode i'll be like gosh i wish i talked about this or that yeah so, our perfectionistic yeah. instincts will rise yeah <laughs> as as long as this episode is this is still not enough yep. and uh, but i i believe it's a good step it's a good at least at least we talked about it at least you bring you raise awareness even if it's to one person but at least we raise awareness exactly the matter yeah exactly yeah so another thing we should say as a conclusion would be no matter what uh, education system you're part of you should try your best try the best that you possibly can okay uh know that it really depends on you and nothing else if you are at a public school at the moment, okay, I know it's difficult to learn English because throughout the years, you've only been taught in Kurdish or the majority of your subjects were in the Kurdish language. Do not blame the system. If you know that you can teach yourself a language or maybe attend a course, an English course, and vice versa, even for the international students, don't blame your school for not knowing the organ systems, let's say, in the Kurdish language. Teach yourself. It really depends on you. Stop blaming uh, other things and start blaming yourself for not learning enough. Wow, you just called out so many people. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I, I really want to tell people this. And obviously not in an offensive way. I know the truth hurts sometimes. But yeah, it is a good point. It is, it is a very good point. As cliche as it sounds, just try your best. Yep. And yeah, I believe this is the end. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have another opportunity to talk about another intriguing topic. Uh, Cut the Line is one of the shows of the Yellow Vine Network, as we talked about. If you want to listen to our episodes, please, please make sure you uh, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are available and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, thank you so much, Ali, for being here. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye and have a lovely day.